When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The drive is safe. with Stephen Johnson and Matt McKeldin. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And it is great to have you company as we're here on the verge of Gen 3. A new era of supercars is just around the corner. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Matty. I think that uh, if we had some form of sweepstakes over how long it would take for Steve to miss a show... I didn't think episode two would be. Um... It's fairly, it's fairly early to stall off the line, isn't it, or break a rear axle uh, for the year? But the great man's done it. But no, we, I mean, we, 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 we in jest, him, of course. We, we of course in jest. But he, of co- he is off to uh, Newcastle for this weekend for uh, both touring car masters and also his youngest son, his only son, Jet Johnson, um, having his supercars debut. So there is so much to look forward to. To Newcastle this weekend, new cars, new drivers, a uh, little bit of rain, a little bit of heat. This is, for mine, Nimsy, the most highly anticipated supercars uh, beginning of a season in, for me, living memory. I, I just simply cannot wait to see what happens this weekend. It's a grab the popcorn moment. You're not wrong. You are not wrong there. It's going to be mm. fantastic. And the thing is, look, new, Newcastle. It's it's a it's a fair distance if you're in the southern states or maybe you're in Perth or something like that and maybe you, you don't have a Fox Sports or a KO package and you want to get the coverage. Well, you yes. know what? It's also a new era in terms of broadcasting because we did announce uh, a while back that we would be SEN would be doing live coverage of supercars and we were all wondering the speculation was going who's it going to be we knew very quickly it wasn't going to be us Matty uh, <laughs> I got asked mind you I got asked and I said no <laughs> yeah to be quite frank I am not going to supercar events every uh for, for 12 events this year to call supercars been there done that but as you rightly say Nimsy it's a fantastic thing that we are now going to take uh, supercars from behind a paywall mm-hmm. and make it free to all and sundry. And when we first announced it, we're going to get to our first guest, but when we first announced it, Nimsy, you know the first people that it jumped into my head who will benefit from this the most? Those that are working on a Sunday, mm-hmm. on the road, in a workshop or whatever, that, that don't have access or can't get to a screen. Rotating slabs never... in a cool room that just had to duck in and out every now and then just to watch uh, yes. 2014 Bathurst um, 1000. But you know, I don't want to bring myself into it. <laughs> there you go. Righto. That's not all about you. Uh, but it's, it's folks like that that I think are really going to benefit from 
being able to, you know, get about your day and still get some coverage from supercars. And I, I think that's a that's a great thing. 100%. And the voice of SEN supercars coverage is this man himself. He's a great friend of the show. And we love that uh, we have signed him on for the coverage in 2023. The one and only, the doyen of supercars, Aaron Noonan. <laughs> oh, boy, steady on. We're going way too hard too early with the fanfare here. It's only <laughs> round one and we're already hitting... Automated fanfare. This, this is too much pressure. Far too much pressure. It's nice, though, to go from friend of the show to part of the family. Pumped and looking forward to the ride with SEN and Supercars this year. It's going to be fun. Mate, not only have you gone from friend of the show to part of the family, head of the family. Like, you are the lead caller for SEN Supercars coverage. You've gone from... Uh, we used to see you on Channel 7, obviously. I think you did some stuff on 9 as well. Some stuff, uh, sorry, not, not 9, 10. You 10. did some stuff on Fox. Great stuff but on now, the old Speed Channel back in the absolutely. day. Absolutely. But now you are the man, the big chair. There is a big chair with your name on it at SEN. I think it's sensational. And, and uh, you know, to be to be quite frank, peek behind the curtain stuff. When, when Hutchie and the crew um, announced all of this, there were some backroom discussions about... Who do we get to take on this role? Who gives the role credibility? Who gives the station credibility? Who gives the the whole uh, shoot match credibility? And fair dinkum, the first name that came up was one A. Noonan. So you, you've um, you've got yourself into a brilliant position, mate, and we couldn't be happier to have you call in the action for us on Sundays. Oh, mate, looking forward to it. It's, and as you said, I, I do have a past in commentary and probably a lot of people don't know actually I started in radio as a 14 year old in Ballarat (laughs) on community radio so this is very much going back to the roots Um, a couple of guys ran a a show there uh, in the local car club one of them didn't want to do it anymore I saw an ad in the local car club newsletter and said yeah I'll do that and kind of this is where we've ended up from all of that so we go even beyond the print stuff and the the television stuff Radio is my first in point in, in motorsport broadcasting. So it's it's nice to come full circle. And we're going to be able to share the passion for the sport, as you guys do every week on, on your show, um, with people all over the country, all over the world, all over New Zealand, to be able to bring supercars and a different lens to it too. Obviously, it's a bit of a different sport to, to cover on radio because unlike, you know, obviously, football, there's you know multiple players on the field, but there's one ball. We've got 25 mm. balls and they're all moving at the same time <laughs> for 95 laps on Sunday in Newcastle. So there's so many angles. There's so much stuff to dive into. And it probably gives us a bit of a chance to uh, paint the picture on some of the people, some of the things that maybe is assumed knowledge in other places, whether it's on television. And those guys do a super job. Um, but we can obviously peel back the layers a little bit more for our SEN audience moving forward. And, yeah, it all starts Sunday on the streets of Newcastle where – I checked the weather forecast and uh, it, it's 60% chance of rain for Sunday, but it's still 30 degrees. So it's going to be um, a bit of everything, I think, across the course of the weekend up there. So it's going to be fun. Oh, 100%. And it, we did mention, you did mention that it is going to be across the entire SEN network, uh, not only in Australia and New Zealand as well, but uh, you've also got a, a roster of experts that will be rotated beginning this Sunday with James Moffat. And to have someone like Moff, someone that's literally still in a car, uh, in other categories, and also mm. a co-driver for Tickford Racing. Uh, he shares the same frustration that Cam Waters has for the past three Bathurst 1000, so <laughs> you know that he's definitely got uh, a, a point of view of how the sport's been going. But, uh, Noons, to get some of these you know, people in our industry, and 
they're characters, guys. Like we we were actually talking about this earlier today. Like if only people could just peel back and see the drivers outside the car and hear mm. some of their stories and things like that, and some of their own personal experiences that they've had. And that's something that our coverage is going to be able to bring to everyone across Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, and I think too sometimes the camera flicks a switch in people's brains because a camera with a red light, it sort of it gets your attention. But when you're talking in radio with microphones, and there's, you're not seeing anything looking at you. So that I think that's where it disarms people. And we're going to be able to do that on SEN Supercars this year throughout the course of these calls and with our special guests. And, and Moff's a guy who's been there and done it now. He's been around a while. Um, three-time podium finisher at Bathurst in the 1000, including the last two years. And as you say, he's, he shared the pain with Cam Waters that come so close a couple of times in a row. And he had a podium with the Nissan guys some years ago. He's a two-time race winner. He's been around and seen a lot of it now. He's kind of, I wouldn't say he's a veteran because that's almost sounds like I'm pensioning him off. But <laughs> he's very much in that experience mould now. Where he's, he's been a full-timer. He's driven a lot of different cars now. He's got a really wide amount of experience. He's the perfect guy to have us uh, have with us on Sunday for the Newcastle call. Because the other thing is, too, he's actually driven the new Gen 3 Mustang. He's part of Tickford Racing's endurance lineup for Sandown and Bathurst, and he's already been part of their testing program and turned some laps. So he's got absolutely up-to-date, up-to-the-minute feel on what these cars are like, what they're doing, how they compare to the previous cars, and probably gives us a bit more of an insight into what might unfold. But the reality is, and I think Maddie made the point before in terms of being so excited and enthused for a start of a new season and the start of a new era, we've got no idea what's going to happen. And anybody who tells you that they know it's going to happen is lying through their teeth because this is the biggest change in the game in a long time because the only thing that carries over is the fact that they're V8 engines. They're completely different in their engines, completely different chassis, Completely different bodywork. The only thing that really carries over from last year's cars that finished in Adelaide is the gearbox, the transaxle that uh, Extract provide. It's the only part. Whereas when we swapped the rules 10 years ago to Car of the Future, the engine stayed the same, the suspensions stay the same. Yes, we moved to a control chassis where everybody's um, roll cage and, and bar work underneath was the same. That's the same in the case of Gen 3. But this is the most radical change that we've seen in some time. And it's going to mean that there's going to be so many things that you see and hear about the sport and about the cars that will make you do a double take. Because Mm. even things like where they jack them up, because they're coupes, you can't put the air hose in through the the rear window like you used to. So they're actually in a way where to jack the car up, that's now in the front guard. So how do the mechanics go trying to not trip over as they try to change a tyre and mechanics move to refuel? It's all going to feel and look very different this weekend. And, and that's one of the things that is the great unknown. And that's what's making it a bit exciting. And to add to that, what you just mentioned about the uh, the air spike going into the front of the car. Um, in addition to that, the cars now have a side exhaust pipe. So not only is the poor old uh, air spike guy got to make sure that he doesn't run over or get run into by the tyre guy, he's also got to make sure that the hair on his uh, toes don't get doesn't get burnt off from the exhaust pipe. So there's a lot to do with all of that, Nimsy and, and Noons, about human movement, how we're going to get all that pieced together as we watch. The big thing for me, though, is that 
and I've been outwardly critical, Noons and Nimsy, as you know, of the process, not the cars of Gen 3, but the process of how we've gotten to Gen 3. We have done, I don't know, give or take around 15,000 kilometres worth of testing now. We should see these things be relatively reliable. What we haven't seen is how they go being crashed over curbs. We haven't seen them how they race. We haven't seen this sounds weird, how they crash and how easy they are to repair. So it's not only about whether these cars are what they look like, what they're like to drive noons, but it's how they're going to race, how flimsy, non-flimsy, robust, what are they like when you get two of these things to rub a wheel together or a tyre together. That's what I'm going to be watching as a, as a, you know, a, a hack race driver. I'm going to be looking at how these things race not only from a passing point of view, but how they actually physically get through a race weekend. Yeah, the theory is one thing, isn't it? But the actuality of it, when you, you can test it, you can do all the theory, you can um, go over the computer-aided design, you can run all the sims and mod, um, modelling that you, you can possibly throw at a situation, but nothing compares <laughs> to the real thing. When they're out there in the heat of battle, bumping doors, bumping fenders, rubbing wheels, rubbing tyres, rubbing walls, which does happen, mm -hmm. the street track in Newcastle, we're going to get a feel for it very, very quickly. And all the things that we might have thought we had figured out will instantly be flipped on their head. So I think you're right. That's the case where it's one of those things where we don't know what we're going to get, but we've got that anticipation to see all these different things. If we'd only put, change one or two of the elements here, we wouldn't have as much excitement here, but they've changed just about everything mm. in terms of what we knew supercars to be. So, and the other thing is, which we haven't discussed, this is the return of an old um, brand in terms of Chevrolet. Mm. And of course, Holden's gone. For General Motors, it's about the bow tie now. But there's great history with Chevrolet in this championship. Go back to Kevin Bartlett racing his Camaro against the Commodores and the Falcons. And I mean, you go right back and... James Moffat is with us on Sunday. His dad, Alan, in the famous Coke Trans Am Mustang, had some great battles, big battles with Bob Jane in the Camaro back in the early 70s. They fought for this championship when it was called the Australian Touring Car Championship. So we're kind of reinventing the wheel a little bit here with, yes, we've, we've said goodbye to our old friend Holden. And it was it was a long goodbye, wasn't it? It was kind of like the uh, the last, 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 last tour. But <laughs> we got there in the end. But now we, we get into a new era. Um, but the really other big thing is I'm really keen to see, do the Holden fans go with Chev? Do the Walkinshaw fans stay thick with them, even though they're jumping from GM to Ford? Mm. There's a whole pile of those elements. We haven't even talked about the drivers and the teams and the manufacturers, but they're the big ticket items of supercars racing. And they're the things that fans attach themselves to. They follow a driver, they follow a team, they follow a manufacturer. We're going to see... I think we'll see a little bit of a shake-up in the way that all plays out this year with some of those changes. So interesting to see who's wearing what team gear in the crowd this weekend and, and who's really pledging their allegiance where. Because I think you might find there'll be a few that swap sides from last season to this season. <laughs> Noons, one of the other things that is very exciting about this season is obviously a lot of the Gen 2 cars making their way down to Super 2 and the Dunlop series and obviously then the other cars moving down to Super 3 and you've got... Jet's making his jump to Super 3, and we'll chat to Steve later about uh, how he hopes that they go. And Mason, Mason hopes Kelly, is an under understatement, very much an understatement <laughs> there. <laughs> but but there is so you talk about like how good that uh, you know the main game is going to be with, with this new era. 
it's the exact same thing with Super Two as well. Yeah. Like, how are all of these guys, these some of these young drivers and up and comers that have been doing the rounds in XVFs and FGXs now? How do they adapt to a Mustang Gen Two? How do they adapt to the ZB Commodore? How does Jet go from a Trans Am into the Nissan Altima? Like, there's just so much questions from top to bottom. You're going to have a hell of a show on um, Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> there's plenty to talk about, isn't there? And that's one of the great things that the development series, Dunlop series, the Super 2 and Super 3. Last year, we had a very real feeling in the industry that the field was going to be small because so many of those cars in the main championship were actually being snapped up by collectors who wanted to buy the last of the era of whether it's a Shell V-Power Dick Johnson Mustang or a... In fact, the Red Bull cars were already sold a few years ago to yeah. Peter Shiburis, who owns and runs the Premier uh, Racing Team. He's a he's a very savvy collector, and he got himself onto a good deal there before Shane Van Gisbergen went and won a million races, including two Bathurst. So he did very well <laughs> to uh, snap that car up before it finished. But we actually probably thought that the series might be a bit weak this year because of the availability of cars, but we've certainly been proven wrong. I think it's a field of 20 Super 2 cars, nine Super 3 cars, so 29 cars is a, a great turnout. And it's the, it's the names. I mean, there's some drivers in this series that you'll think, who are these kids? You're going to find out about them very quickly. Um, and a lot of the main teams are running cars because they've got some stock, so they have cars to, to run. Walkinshaw and Dreddy United running two cars. And I think the guys to watch there, uh, one of them is Zach Bates. Now, he's the nephew of Neil Bates, the rally mm. legend, son of Rick. He's cousin Harry and Lewis, so the, the recent Australian champions. He's a really talented guy who's done great things in Toyota 86s and in Formula Ford. He's a guy to watch out for. A young guy called Ryan Wood from New Zealand who's been in Porsches. He's in that team. Tickford are running a couple of cars. Brad Jones Racing's running a car. There's a really great um, feel there of some young drivers who've done it for a couple of years. But then there's a whole pile of completely fresh faces who are, are coming on in. And in Super 3 too, I mean, all week we've been hearing at, at my place, some of my guys have been talking in our office about Jet Johnson driving a Nissan, and I've reminded them, well, his dad started in a Datsun powered by a rotary Mazda engine. Correct. So he didn't get a break. At least he's starting in a V8. So, um, Indeed. So that's great. And, and uh, clearly Stevie J is going to be a stressed unit all weekend, not just from TCM, but for Jet. I know he had his 18th birthday this weekend too. So what a present to make you. Your Super 3 debut in a supercar around the streets of Newcastle. It's, it's going to be great. And, and main game's fantastic and there's so much to look at there but I think there's plenty to look at too in the Dunlop series this weekend and for the season at six rounds and there's plenty of names that you might not have heard of at this stage of the year but as the year goes on you'll certainly know who many of them are. Now Noons, normally as a guest and friend of the show I probably wouldn't put the blowtorch on you about predictions, particularly given the uncertainty at the start of this year. But now that you're a colleague, I can absolutely put you under the blowtorch. <laughs> so I want you to, I know the office that you're sitting in, I want you to just uh, reach behind you to the credenza, move all the stacks of $100 bills out of the way, grab your crystal balls, <laughs> give them a bit of a shine up. And uh, we had to put our balls on the line last week for our predictions for championship and Bathurst 1000. So now, as a colleague, Aaron Noonan, give us your crystal ball predictions for the championship and the Bathurst 1000. For the championship winner, I presume you're yes. pressuring me into here, Matthew. Yes, is, absolutely. Is, is yep. Yep. Look, look, I'm, I'm going to have to be boring, totally boring, and go for the bloke in car 97, purely because 
oh. of form purely because of where I think they're situated as a team. But what's the second part? Bathurst. We'll go Bathurst. Bathurst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give us a 1,000. Yep. I've got a feeling. I've got a little bit of a feeling. Ooh. Write this down. Write this In down. In the Noonan waters, there's a ripple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brody Kostecki, David Russell, car 99. Oh, wouldn't that be good? Erebus Camaro. Yeah, they yeah. just confirmed today that David Russell's back with, with Brody for, for the Enduros this year. They've been fourth and third the last two years. Yep. Um, I reckon it might be just about time. And wouldn't that be awesome to see D-Russ after so many years, like Yildon a couple of years ago did with Erebus, wouldn't it be great to see D-Russ get up on the top step? And I think even a bit of a smoky for the championship is particularly Kostecki because he loves the car that moves around underneath him, and I think that's what he's going to get with Gen 3. It's all just going to come down to the tyre management. So righto, Nimsy, write it on the board with Noons the colleague, uh, says SVG and Kostecki Russell. For the one thousand, there you go. It's there all, you go. It's locked in stone now. You can put your balls away, noons. We're all good. We'll uh, we'll pull them out again at the end of the year and see what colour they are and see what predictions we got right or wrong. I'm not sure where those hundred dollar bills have gone. Just quietly, I'm looking, but I'm not seeing <laughs> anywhere. Not seeing. As I, as I said about the uh, as I said about a few uh, team owners last week, that uh, I reckon Aaron Noonan, if you tripped on your wallet, you'd break a toe. I reckon, with all the stuff that you got going on with the V8 Sleuth and your magazines and now head of SEN Supercars, I reckon there's a couple of hundies in the uh, back credentials. I reckon, there, it, I reckon. I, I reckon it's only receipts and parking tickets. <laughs> 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 hey, Noons, before we let you go, while we're talking about Sleuth HQ, I mean, earlier um, in the week, we had, it was announced that uh, a brand new book is coming out, uh, A Complete History of the Cars of Triple Eight Race Engineering to coincide with the team's 20th anniversary. Now, I picked up the HRT book, the second edition, because I missed out on the first run, and I'm still going through it. It is that thick. You could, uh, it, you will. Absolutely immerse yourself in there. And f- I know that probably a lot of people, especially after reading the forward of the HRT book, were just like, well, what about technically HRT moved on? You're like, hang on, hang on, wait up. We've got something planned. We'll tell you about it later. Well, we've watched this space. The space has arrived and the Triple Eight book is in the pipeline. Tell us a little, little bit about that. Yeah, well, obviously Triple Eight um, powerhouse team, no doubt about it. I mean, mm. the record speaks for itself, doesn't it? But this is their 20th anniversary season. In supercars, it's flown since they came from the UK. They'd bought the Briggs Motorsport team that was an existing team in Queensland at the time, rebranded it, um, built it up. Of course, they, they brought Craig Lowndes in a couple of years later and really started to hit their straps. Jamie Winkup arrived and, you know, the rest is history, really. So for the last 20 years, and we've been looking to do this book for a couple of years, but once Gen 3 got put back a year, we thought, well, we'd put the book back because we wanted to get the end of the era of the Commodores in because they started with Fords, they moved to Holden's, and they've not only built cars for themselves, but they've built them for customers uh, mm-hmm. along the way. Lots of other teams have used Triple Eight cars over the journey. So with this book, we're going to go in-depth with all the cars that Triple Eight have built and raced themselves. We'll still cover the customer cars, but not quite to the same degree. But there's so many different stories of um, not just what's happened on the track, but the development of them, some of the, the tweaks and tunes that were made along the way, some of the things that they had to change in the cars that... They weren't allowed to run because they were trying to, to push the envelope of, of development. And, and our guys have been really busy working with the team in the last little while with Mark Dutton and Jeremy Moore, two of the smartest people in the pit lane. To And they've been there right through the whole time at Triple Eight since it's been there. And, and some time with Ludo Lacroix, who, of course, now is, is with Dick Johnson Racing, but was a huge part of 
of Triple Eight and its growth and its success. So it's it's four hundred pages, and quite frankly, you could do a nine hundred page book. There's so many great right. cars and moments and and photos to run, but uh, it's coming together really well. It's out later in the year and. It's a, it's a collector's piece. We, we make them a, a limited number edition, and once they're gone, they're gone, and uh, job's done there. So, yeah, it's coming together really well, and I think there's plenty of fans who are, you know, whether they're Triple Eight hardcores, they love Lounsey, they love Jamie, or they're a whole Nora Ford because they, they cover both bases. So coming together really well, really looking forward to it, and I think we'll um, we'll have something for the, the Supercars faithful and the Triple Eight fans later in the year, around, around September, October time. It is a fantastic. Well, it's, it's a. It's going to be a fantastic book if the uh, the DJR slash DJR Team Penske mm-hmm. book that you put out a couple of years back uh, is anything to go with, and along with the HRT one. But do yourself a favour and pre-order it from the V8 Sleuth Superstore. You can follow the links at v8sleuth.com.au. You can even pick up a 2023 Repco Supercars Championship Season Guide. Mine arrived in the mail today. It's a fantastic little publication. And there's a whole bunch of pre-orders for some new models if you are a big fan of the ZB. And, Maybe like to see that sitting on your mantelpiece. Uh, there's a couple of pre-orders that are up and running. But Noons, we've kept you for too long, my friend. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you, not just uh, on the phone, but in person today. And it's great to have you as part of the SEN family with our SEN Supercast coverage. But uh, go well this weekend, and uh, we'll chat to you soon. Thanks, boys. Thoroughly appreciate it. Look forward to it. Sunday on SEN, Newcastle. Can't wait. It's going to be great.